Recorded live by the woman who goes through more podcast co-hosts than I do underwear in a year. Ew, that's kind of gross, actually. My name is Bill Satry, the big voice of Transformation Thursday. And my pronouns are he, him, his. Because Amy still has some mythical hold over me, I'm still doing these announcements pro bono for the coolest student who ever attended Bemidji State University. It's Transformation Thursday now, hosted by Amy Stevens, because she can't ditch herself, or can she? Welcome back to Transformation Thursday. My name is Amy Stevens, and my pronouns are she, her, and today with me is Caitlin Burns. Caitlin is a um, newer friend of mine. We hung out yesterday for the first time, had some coffee, chatted for a while, and um, I met her over the summer at a queer yard sale, and she's a fantastic artist. She's a fantastic person, and as we've gotten to know each other, we've each gotten to know each other a little bit and our anxieties and what makes us tick, so welcome to Transformation Thursday, Caitlin Burns. Ah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. As we take Transformation Thursday more of a local, regional direction, you know, one of the things I want to do is highlight people in our community that make being queer here in Western New York and Rochester such a magnificent experience. One of the things I mentioned to you yesterday is that a friend of mine recently told me that 23% of Monroe County is LGBTQIA+, or whatever, you know, acronym you care to use for that. So, you know, you were born and raised here, weren't you? A little bit outside of Rochester, uh, Canadagua. So uh, I would say about a 30 minute drive from here. Yeah, and Canadagua is known for its queer community, isn't it? Yeah, definitely um, <laughs> a queer artistic community, but uh, anything on the outskirts or, you know, a couple of blocks over, that's where, you know, you kind of get, you, know, you get a little red, you get a little MAGA happy. So well, that's... Uh, definitely coming to the city it was much a better transition for sure. I used to work down in Canadagua and people that know Rochester and know this area, but don't know Canadagua, think of Canadagua is just, as you said, like an artsy, cute little city in the Finger Lakes. But once you get a little bit, you know, south, east, or west of, you know, Canadagua, things start to change pretty quickly down there, doesn't it? Sure does. Actually, um, I use Canadagua as a reference point because I'm actually from a small town called Shortsville. That's the, that's the oh. east part that you were talking about. <laughs> And um, yeah, I don't really ever really go back super often. Um, Christmas, cause you know, Rita's my best bud, my mom, she's my best bud. And uh, you know, she likes having her ducks in a row there in the holidays. And I would say that's about it. Um, unless somebody, you know, is getting married or, you know, they died. Like, yeah, that's about the only times I voluntarily go back. Well, and you, you're about 15 years younger than I, so when you were growing up in the early aughts, you know, coming of age, were you out and queer then, or were you hiding it from everybody in that Shortsville area? I mean, the best that anybody could hide it, you know, I had like those rugby shirts with the pop collars, and like I wore my Yankees hat with like the baggy cargo pants. So um, I, I think it's safe to say that the entire class of 2004, five, six, seven, eight, and so on, and probably everybody before that um, probably knew I was queer before I did or came out with it, but it was never really a conversation, so to speak. Um, you know, it's like 17 or 18 years old. I, you know, had my own bedroom and, you know, I didn't really have that conversation of like, hey, I'm having, you know, somebody over. I would just go in with the girl that I was hanging out with closed door and if you wanted to ask a question awesome if not it's not like I had that like 
full house, you know, Danny Tanner down on one knee and like the music starts and I'm like, mom, dad, like I am gay. Like I, you know, I eat out with the Y, like, no, I never did that. Um, it was just never a conversation. It just, you know, I just was, I just was, I, I be not seem, I don't know. No, that, then that's, that's everybody's unique experience. We all have our own journeys to how we come through life. You know, but what, what brought you up to Rochester after high school and, you know, as you go into your adult life? Sure. So again, growing up in a small town, um, you know, you do, as much as I joke about it, like you do face that discrimination. Like, you know, you would, like, there's still cringeworthy names that I hear even now. And everyone thinks that the sun rises and sets on their ass. But, you know, to me, in my mind, they're always, you know, kind of a, you know, intolerant douchebags. So with that being said, um, you know, in a small town, you kind of want to get away with that and away from that and explore more and see what your opportunities are. And Rochester is such a big, small town, but it has like everything that you would need. Uh, I've lived all over the country and Rochester is really, truly unique and special. Still gravitating towards Rochester is just kind of exploring my opportunities, finding like-minded people such as myself, other people that I can identify with. So it's been a, it's been a great journey living in Rochester and yeah, it's home. It's definitely home. Well, and like you said, Rochester is a unique space, especially when it comes to being in the community here and being part of the, you know, queer family around here, you know, but also because it is a small city that also presents some very unique opportunities. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. And you already alluded to him. So what have what have some of those been as a you know open out, you know, lesbian queer person? And you're also very known, well known for your artwork here too. So I mean, what's that like for you navigating those spaces? Um, that has definitely been more of a, a prominent thing over like the last year. I would say I've been like a single for like the last uh, like year and a half since May of 2021. So that's been a really unique journey now that like I have somewhat of a name in the community. Like beforehand, I was just kind of like that, you know, you know, that type that would walk her dog around the block. And now it's just like, oh, people like know who I, you know, like, like I like your art. Like, oh, I saw, you know, this poster. Oh, I saw your costume. Like whatever it might be. It's really uh, unsettling uh, at times because I'm just not used to that attention. Um, but when you're you know in the dating pool um like I feel like straight people like kind of have like that whole six degrees of Kevin Bacon whereas like a lesbian in Rochester that you know it's more of like uh oh you know we know the same 10 people and we probably slept with you know at least three of them and like two of them have blocked us permanently on social media and then you know you have like that story of like you know it's kind of like Wayne's world you know like in lesbian world, it's like, you know, you tell two of your friends and then two of those friends tell two of those friends and so on and so on. So it definitely, um, it presents its challenges as far as, um, uh, I don't know, more of a, not diverse, because there's definitely a lot of diversity within the dating pool, but it's just a very small dating pool. Oh, like borderline cesspool, but like dating pool, I don't know. <laughs> The borderline cesspool. That's an interesting way of putting it. But so you you went through a breakup in May of 2021, and we talked a little bit about that yesterday at Starbucks. But you know, so coming out of the going into the pandemic, you were partnered, and coming out of it, you're single. What was that 
what was that like for you to navigate? Wow, that's a good question. Um, that was, it was I think, as far as anybody goes who went into the pandemic partnered and then came out of it not partnered. Um, I think that COVID definitely presented its um, hurdles and it was a time where you were forced to isolate and be codependent and um, that when you're in that uh, environment just like throw it into that um, you know unwillingly and just like you find out like who you are and what you want to do and you know the quirks about yourself and you you really have that time to reflect like not only who you are but also who surrounds you. And like it goes down to like who you can and can't tolerate, what your tendencies are as far as like your preferences as to how you want to present yourself as a person or and it can be something even not as serious as like, oh, I really don't like chocolate ice cream. And I've been pretending this whole time that I do like it definitely has um, been a journey to say the very least um, and a very unexpected one. And I'm very uh, proud of the manner in which that I came out of it. I was um, doing a graphic design school during COVID. Um, I, you know, I was I was on fun employment, but didn't qualify for fun employment. So um, I was unemployed, um, and then it was just you know getting myself through school, doing my art, doing what I'm passionate about, and just keep going forward with that and bettering myself. And I think that um, all the anxiety and all of the fear that surrounds itself, because as an artist, you're extremely vulnerable. Um, and it's a very scary feeling, um, especially like um, during a pandemic, no one is buying anything. Um, and it's just, it's tough. And it was a, it was scary, um, but I definitely have proven um, that I can do it no matter how hard uh, things might seem. And um, I'm very happy and I also wish the best for anybody else who had that experience and even on the opposite of that of uh, like my my partner at the time like I wish her all the best and I hope that she has that peace of mind and like um, kind of discovered what she was looking for but obviously I don't think it our paths were parallel they didn't like you know go hand in hand which I mean during a pandemic you definitely in isolation um, you definitely uh you tend to, I would say, um, you find out what is what, and yeah. there is nothing that you can hide behind. And you know, and how you move on and what you choose to do, it's a journey that for me, it required therapy, it required medication. Um, I definitely gravitated toward my friends and like all my creative outlets and navigating that and just kind of clinging on to those things for dear life uh, because, you know, things can be scary and it can be hard not to mention what's going on out on the outside world. You know, you had a social revolution, uh, an election, you know, you live through all of that. It, it weighs down on you. You know, I think everybody was uh, pouring from an empty cup. And I think that, you know, taking that time to be by yourself is really beneficial. Now, are you still spending that time by yourself or are you getting back out on dating platforms and making yourself available? Um, here and there, um, yeah, here and there, a lot of, uh, a lot of first and last dates, um, uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, I don't mean to laugh at thing. you, but I just, I just love the way you, you, you so succinctly put the, put that. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Like you, I'm 35. Like I know who, well, who I am and what I look for. I know who I am and what I look for. And I would like that, you know, to be reciprocated in a way that doesn't really necessarily um, 
complete me because I complete myself, but I, you know, kind of want that person to like compliment me and vice versa. And I think that, um, you know, some of these girls online, they kind of, you know, they're like, I feel bad. Like they don't have like hobbies or it's like, Oh, what do you like to do? Or, you know, what are your interests? And you get this blank stare. It's just like, I hadn't really thought about that. Like, how do you not think about that? Like I revolve my whole life around that. And it's just like, I'm a really obnoxious and, you know, outgoing person, but I'm a weird kind of obnoxious and outgoing person for the fact that I don't really like going out in public. So you have to be weird and obnoxious and outgoing, like face to face in a small setting. Whereas, you know, you, you, you got those girls out there that will want to do their patch mirrors at Lux or, you know, they're going to want to, you know, get their on at Roar and like, that's just not me. And then you have like those women that like, they want you to be your lesbian dad bod and like, you know, bring their kids over and bring their U-Haul over. And it's just, so all over the place there it's a very wide spectrum it's like autism but dating and it's a spectrum that's it's uh I don't have the words for it that's how dating is um so I just kind of it's a I dip my toe in the dating pool but uh I haven't like cannonballed or anything yet so that's okay I'm in the rush I I love dating myself like I'm great that's a great place to be right now i mean dating yourself and being happy with yourself is going to bring the right person into your life i mean that's my opinion of the situation did you know that most social media and podcast platforms do not monetize queer content and that it takes money and time to host edit and market a podcast In an effort to not rely on advertising, internet search giants, and huge social media platforms who rule the metaverse, we're taking our pitch directly to you, the listener of Transformation Thursday. In an effort to get Transformation Thursday out to those interested in the greater queer community of Rochester, New York, and the Finger Lakes, head over to TransformationThursday.com, where you will find podcasts' Patreon page to financially support Transformation Thursday. Patreon levels start at a dollar a month, and that is one dollar a month to help get Transformation Thursday out to those interested in the queer community of Rochester and the Finger Lakes. Direct your favorite browser to TransformationThursday.com and become a Patreon today. You know, since you are getting more, lack of better term, notoriety within the Rochester community for your artwork and being openly out as a lesbian artist, has that changed how people interact with you in the dating world, like before you got into your relationship pre-pandemic? So I was a vendor at Rochester Pride. I, uh, you know, at the festival at Cubs Hill. Um, so it was really cool. Um, it was really flattering as to how many people were so receptive of my work and whatnot. And, you know, the overwhelming response of like phone numbers, like I would, like people of like that were like on dating apps, they would come up to me and be like, you know, I match with you on Hinge. I'm like, uh, 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 thanks. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, oh, um, uh, I don't know. Here's a, here's a gay drawing I drew of Little Critter. Thanks. Like, I, I, like, so it catches me off guard. Like, I'm a stuttering Stanley. Like, I'm not Rico Suave by any means. So, like, when that happened, I was like, oh, 
yeah, thanks. I mean, I didn't know what to think about it. It was like, are you stalking me? Or is this like, you know, circumstance of like coincidence? Like, I didn't know. It was very flattering. And I get embarrassed like super easily. So like I blush, I stutter, like, you know, it takes me back to, you know, silly Sally Sifter soda slowly speech in fifth grade all at once, just because I had that stutter. And now it's just people come up to you and they know you and it's just like hell I don't know what to do um so I'm still trying to learn how to navigate that and learn how to take a compliment and know that know my self-worth like I think that was the biggest thing that I have learned the entire pandemic throughout the whole relationship process is just knowing who I am what my flaws are being self-aware and just knowing my self-worth and having that confidence to explain that to anybody who comes across my plate. And I think that is intimidating, you know, intimidating to some people. I think that um, in the past, like if you went up to Caitlin like five years ago, and if Caitlin, you know, now was speaking to 30-year-old Caitlin like this, I'd be like, oh my God, like I should have swiped left hard. That's <laughs> language. Um, but I'm proud of myself. And if it takes me until like I'm 65 to go find somebody, that's fine because I want to stay true to who I am and I couldn't be more proud of myself. Well, when you figure out how to react to people coming up to you and giving you compliments and, you know, and acting like they really know you and you're like, oh, okay, let me know because I'm still navigating that myself. Yeah, I'm definitely not professional in any way. Like, there's no, there's no like handbook or anything. I actually remember when I, um, when you came up to me, um, I actually had seen one of your shows, and I told you that. And um, you, you, it, I felt like I was like looking in the mirror as far as like somebody is just like, oh, I have no idea how to take that, but thank you. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah, it, it's, it's uh, overwhelming just because you come from such a dark place of that journey of you trying to be who you are and the anxiety and the fear that surrounds that um when you finally kind of burst through that uh it's very cool and but you don't know how to act like you know it's like the whole butterfly cocoon thing like you're in a cocoon it's dark then you start to flourish and bust out but like that butterfly can barely fly when it comes out it's like flapping around and like kind of going up and down and like that's the same thing here and you don't know how to navigate it, but it's a good fear. It's good anxiety. There's bad anxiety. It's good anxiety. That's a good anxiety well, thing. I was only at that yard sale for 20, 25 minutes. I wasn't there very long, but there's, you were like one of three people to actually say to me that day, like, oh, I saw your comedy or I've seen this or I've heard the podcast. And so I was talking to a friend later that day and I'm like, you know, and this has been my experience. So this is more, this isn't a pat me on the back thing, but I said to him, I realize now that I have some level of celebrity, especially within the local queer community. And I've oh, been you're a queen for sure. No. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. But I also wonder in the dating world, because I am known. So when I do pop up in an app, am I, are people going to swipe left on me because they view me as intimidating? Oh, I don't know about that. Like, I can't, like, my thing is, I don't really focus on the people who swipe left for me. Like, I don't have- No, I don't. It's the only reason why I can't focus on them either, either because I don't know who they are. But my experience on the dating apps is like, I I match with people outside of Rochester. There's very few people that within, I mean, fortunately right now, I'm starting to speak with somebody local here in Rochester and, you know, fingers crossed is, you know, we get along when we meet in person shortly but 
you know, when you have some level of celebrity within a community, does that make you more intimidating? Have you noticed that or like in any conversations with people you did have conversations with? That's a good question. I'm not really sure. I don't think I've reached that step. I don't think I've reached Amy Stevens status yet. But I think I've reached that's a pretty low, but that's a pretty low bar to reach, by the way, just so you know. You are mistaken, but <laughs> you're just being awkward like me and not being able to yeah. pay compliments. And Thank I don't know. Okay. I'll work on that. that I'll work yeah. on that next time. In like, yeah, that's a high bar. You know, own, own your game because it's a strong one. Um, but in the flip side, though, um, I don't really see myself as that. So I don't really like, um, but it's weird, though. Like, I, it's been like a handful of dates. Like, sometimes people will, uh, will swipe for me because they, they like they've seen my work or because like, they've seen me at a show. There was this one time I was on Hinge and, you know, that, that uh, you know, felt cute, might delete later. Um, you know, kind of prompt. Um, so I had like my where the wild things are Carol mask. This thing is huge. It's basically like a monster head. And I just like took like a selfie of it and like felt cute. Might delete later. And it's just like, I can't even tell you the response that it's got from and a really awkward response to a wide variety of response. I don't really know how, uh, how kosher PG 13 or anything like this is, but like, oh my gosh, like it ranged, but there was those people that were like, I remember you, like you were yeah. at the bag. Like, I remember you came up to me. Like, I actually have my picture with you. And it's just like, oh darn. And like, then I get flustered and then, but on the same sense though, I'm like, oh my God, thank you. Give me your phone number. You just made my day. Like, and let's go out on a date. Let me rub your feet. Like, good God. Like, you know, you just like, you know, Captain, you made a huge withdrawal at the first bank of flattery. Cause that was great. But then text energy and increase in energy, they are two different things. Um, needless to say, the uh, Carol, the, the paper mache mask, also the ET costumes, um, my art at Pride, you know, all of my uh, gay uh, queer literature of prints that I've made um, revolving around children's literature. Um, no, it's it's been treating me well, um, and it's a good icebreak because I'm terrible at talking about myself. So if somebody else can bring up something about me, perfect. Because then I don't have to. Yeah, that's that's one of the weird things is because we are out there, people think that they know us, and so and it's interesting what gets responses from like you just post a quick picture of whatever it is, and all of a sudden you're like, really, this one blew up? I don't understand. Oh, no, I've had like cute selfies with me and my pets and my big smile and my one dimple and my green eyes. And it's just like, oh, you're going to swipe right for a monster, like, you know, of a costume that's paper mache. So you can highlight the talents of a fourth grader that I have. Great. Thank you. Like, all right. Yeah, I don't get it, um, but I'm not going to question it. So we'll move on. <laughs> well, you know. It was a great conversation today, but you know, where, where can people find you online? You know, what, what's your favorite, you know, so if people do want to connect with Caitlin, you know, platonically or ask you out on a date, you know, where do, where do they find you? Uh, they can find me at my website, um, Instagram, Facebook, it's all the same, uh, CB, like my initials, Caitlin Burns, silly art, like word silly, word art, you know, so www.cbsillyart.com. Same thing with Facebooks at CB Silly Art, Instagram at CB Silly Arts. Uh, if you can find my MySpace and Live Journal, first drinks on me. MySpace. Hold on, you still have a MySpace? Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. Well, well, before we get going too, uh, 
you're going to be, I, you got a new commission yesterday at Starbucks, right? Sure did. Yeah. Well, working on it a little bit last night. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Caitlin's doing the new logo for Transformation Thursday as we um, do this local focus, you know, at least for this season and probably into the next couple. So that's going to be, I'm really looking forward to seeing that. And also you're going to have a special um, drawing just for this episode as well, right? You know it. That should be up within probably after this weekend. Okay. Um, I got three days off, so I've just been going to town on the art a little bit, a little self-love. Awesome. I got myself a pizza last night, pizza, four-pack, you know, just a good old-fashioned broad date with me, myself, and I, and Zeus, and Juno, and Lapidus, my hands, you know, yeah. and my art, you know, yeah, it's great. Well, fantastic. So what are you going to do for the rest of the day then? More art or since it's a little bit of art, a little bit of cleaning, um, a little bit of meal prep, you know, kind of that domestic shit. Um, Well, Caitlin, thanks for having coffee with me yesterday. It was a pleasure chatting with you. No, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I love your mission and I love your journey and I'm here for it. Um, So thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure. And well, know your game because you're great. Well, and we will definitely get together for a future coffee at another time. How does that sound? Heck yeah. No, you let me know. I'm in for it for sure. Yeah. And, and, and I still owe you that cup of coffee because you gave me the print, but you didn't let me buy you the coffee. I, you know, it was like a morning kind of digestive thing. I was up late the night before. You don't need to give no. away your medical secrets. You're fine. It's okay. I, I like to be up front with my medical secrets, the anxiety, the depression, the ADHD, the sensitive stomach. I like to have that out and about. So yeah, all things combined. That's why I didn't have that cup of coffee, but I will. There you go. And that's that's been a great thing about getting to know you. It's like, okay, hey, Caitlin, you want to get together? Like, no, I'm just too anxious. I can't do this today. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, let me know when you're ready. And, I, and that's what I like about you. I, I love that, that you're so accepting and understanding because in my experiences and my relationships, it's just like, that is almost like a gaslighting or a personal attack. And you can't explain like, holy crap, I don't want to hurt you, but this has nothing to do with you. I promise like, this is a Caitlin thing. And like, I'm navigating through that. And the fact that you're just like, all right, you want to know? That's cool. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Super. All right. I'm looking forward to it. Like, I like that. I actually, I love that. So thank you. That's probably why I'm single because all the other crazy bitches out there always want somebody to be like at their beck and call. And I'm just like, nah, whatever. I got a life. Yeah, See you later. yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a tit latcher by any means, but uh, yeah, I get it. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. It was fantastic. Mrs. Bill Satry, the big voice of Transformation Thursday, here to remind you what you're listening to is copyrighted material, all rights reserved 2022. But if you want to share an episode on social media and you won't get paid doing so, go for it. You can find Transformation Thursday online by searching for at TransThursPod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. On Apple Podcast, please leave us a five-star rating and a glowing review. It's free and does help get Transformation Thursday to a larger audience. 
Thank you for listening to another wandering yet informative episode of Transformation Thursday. The podcast is produced and hosted by Amy Stevens. A special thank you to Kai Von Doom, Sarah Cannon, and the guys from Be More Media, Bemo, and Rory for providing media and consultation services. Until we all assemble again from the land of 10,000 lakes, my name is Bill Satry, the big voice of Transformation Thursday. Good night, everyone.